You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Before we start, we have a premiere of Fast Break, um, a great Connecticut hardcore band from the mid to late 90s. They put a bunch of records out on Revelation and Big Big Wheel Recreation, Third Party, um, and now our pals at Static Era Records are going to have a lot of their discography up on streaming for the first time. It's been remastered. They were kind of very early on with the uh, Youth Crew Revival, and then they kind of got a little bit more melodic over time. Really, really important hardcore band in um, the history of Connecticut. Uh, one of my favorites at the time. Uh, we're really excited to be able to play this for you. This is Behind from Fast Break. I never believed you I'm so behind You tell me And from now You hire yourself And you do your way And try to find out You're not above You're not below Just be yourself And now It's for you I see You throw your life I need an answer I'm leaving you Now Behind I see You Throw To Axe to Grind, the Juggalo podcast. The Bradley Beach edition. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I'm Tom. And we're in Ocean Grove and not Bradley Beach. That's true. This is Ocean Grove, not Bar- Bradley Beach. Um, my favorite a, comp. Yeah, we should make a comp. There's some people. In, yeah, there, there was some is. core in Ocean Grove. Um, yeah, there we was. We had Paul Colucci oh, from yeah. Ensign. That's right. That Tim from Ensign. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Tom Sheehan. Tom Sheehan lived here. Tom, uh, Shorecore Sheehan. I believe it's similar time. John Devlin from Down in Flames lives in Ocean Grove. Get out of here. Yep. Sean Yuri, uh, artist. Yes, and, a wonderful artist. Yeah, um, and uh, Guy from uh, Magic Grellin lived here for a long time. Fuck. There was a lot of folks. I, and what, what? we're only scraping the surface. Help me out. Scratching the surface, if you will. Sean Yuri. Yeah. The name's so familiar. Done a bunch of art. Good friend of mine from the shore. Uh did a bunch of Iron Age designs. Uh, did that done. turnstile thing when they did the New yep. York pop up when yep. it was like them like like in like Nick's colors and stuff okay. at Sweet Check? That was Sean, right? Yep, that yeah. sure was. Um, okay. He's done a lot of stuff. He's awesome. Done a bunch of War Hungry stuff. Oh, he's okay. Sick. okay. Yeah, he's he's awesome. great. So shout out to Sean Yuri, uh, one of my favorite hardcore artists. And 
While we're at it, shout out to our favorite sponsors, Run For Cover Records. Boom. Close casket activities. Death wishing. And let's make this one fast. To live a life. We love you all. Upstairs must be like, what? Yeah, yeah. Guys, in the spirit of this surprise activity that we're about to do, that I just came up, I would like to go through each of those four labels, Run For Cover, Closed Casket Activities, Death Wish Inc., and To Live a Lie. And I want to say, guys, I'm new here. Oh. I'm unfamiliar. Oh, this is an interesting exercise. What is the record you'd tell me to check out from each of those labels? Okay. Now, let me start so I can kind of give an example. Yeah, give me some background. So I'm going to say, I'll, to me, to me, all right, Bob, you know what? You're new. You're new here. To Live a Lie. I think you got to check out that Regional Justice Center record they did. Good yeah. introduction to the label. They do mostly fast stuff, but it's not always the type of fast you'd expect. No. It's varied. Some is more traditional. Power PB. violence. Yeah. Some traditional grind. Some traditional fast hardcore. Shout out to Peace Test. But they also are unafraid to do the stuff that dares in that space. And they have a wide range. You might even say, hey, if you want to go fully traditional... They've helped revitalize 625 and yep. work with them. So all of that said, I'm going to point you at that Regional Justice Center, they, Center record they released and say that is the best place to start with To Live a Lie. Beautiful cover. So there you go. I've nailed one of the three. I'd like you guys to help me with the other three. I'm new here. What should I check out from? Uh, I'll do Closed Casket, and I'm going to give so. a complete wild card that I not perhaps not everybody will agree with this assessment. Mm. And I'm new. <laughs> He's recently done, and I haven't seen the layout, so it might be excellent. You might want to own it for that reason alone. There's a Santa Sangre reissue, right? Who's Santa Sangre? So glad you asked. So uh, this is a band uh, from the Syracuse area that uh, played heavier than hate breed hardcore at a time where that was an Olympic sport. And if, if it's heavier than hate breed hardcore, what should I expect from it? You should expect uh, creepy, uh, creepy leads that don't last long and are not complex mm-hmm. that go immediately into the heaviest breakdowns that you've heard. A little bit metallic, maybe? You could say okay, that. Okay, okay, sure. Yep. And, but uh, you still are placing this pretty firmly in the hardcore, metal hardcore. This is yep. metal-influenced hardcore, and it is heavy as shit. Okay. And that, that would be a good starting point for Close Casket activities. Well, Close Casket uh, does the smart shit. Mm. People who can play clever ass shit, and then it also does the shit that's like half a caveman. Mm. And, and mm. this is a good summation of both of that because these are cleverly written songs for cavemen. All right, all right. Well, that's a good spot to start. The Santa Sangre reissue, in Close Casket, which does honestly, it looks really. Good. I bet it, it does. looks really cool. Justin doesn't fuck around. Tom, I'm new here. I what should s- I check out on Run for Cover? All right. So can I ask you some questions just so I can tailor me? Sure. I'm new here, so I'll answer whatever you need. Um, what's your favorite band? I, I don't have a favorite band yet. I'm just checking In general. Out, like, I'm just checking out hardcore music. Well, I can say in music. Not even... Led Zeppelin. Yeah, oh, damn. Uh, let's see. I will be new here. I like The Killers. But I'm oh, more interested in aggressive. I'm interested in aggressive music, and I I've had my fill of the killer, so I don't totally need something that sounds like that. 
I've just discovered hardcore and the adjacent worlds, so sure. I'm looking to explore the studio space. Got it. I'm trying to. Th- I think you know what? There's there's quite a few. Don't be afraid to be basic as hell. Yeah, I'm the title to- of today's episode, everybody, is back. To basics. Oh, I like it. Mm. Spelled weird, like Rick. Yeah, T A. Yeah. There's the T A. I didn't say the T A because I wanted to allude to it, but this episode's called Back to Basics. Is this a Rick episode? You know, you know what? what? You know what? You want to you no save that for the respect on his okay. name episode. All right, okay. I'm gonna put some respect on his name. Um, I would recommend uh, a band called Tiger's Jaw. Oh, mm. what are they like? They're um, Pretty straightforward indie rock. Uh-huh. They have some acoustic songs, mm-hmm. uh, three singers mm-hmm. that kind of interweave inter- uh, themselves mm-hmm. in the songs. Um, there's a keyboard, mm. um, but guitar rock. Okay. Are there any uh, breakdowns in this band? Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but I, but I mean, could not- you mosh I Saw Water? I couldn't mosh, but I could certainly... Stage dive. I could move from side to side in a way that was more aggressive than a flail. Mm, okay. What about, like, uh, it's, I always I want to call it planes, trains, and automobiles, but it's not that pushing me away because I feel... Plane oh, versus tank it. versus air... Yes. Or whatever. Wow, Airplane you're good. Tank. That was very good. Shark versus... Great song, I, man. I saw them every night for like 12 days. Mm-hmm. I couldn't name the song. Fan. Yo, good people. Yeah, very good people. Yeah, shout out to them. Uh, great pick, and, and I will uh, interject... I what is the uh, so there's Tiger Jaw self title which is the pizza cover yes I am a Pennsylvania fan. pizza that actually looks pretty decent um, I be we might need to go because there are is there that are Valley Forge or the fuck not Valley Forge well in northeastern Pennsylvania there's a few different spots I don't know which spot that is but there's some that are really our friend good. Michelle Angelos etc from Wilkes Bear lives in Seattle mm. swears that that area pizza is better than New York. And we always be like, get the fuck out of here. You know what? It's the, something Forge, but it's not Valley, Valley Forge. Forge is, is there. That's one of the places with good pizza. Wilkes-Barre itself has good pizza. Scranton has some. Okay. Look, there's a few different. It's a different style. They have some sweet sauces. Uh, there's there's a few different spots, and they all do different. So, Tiger Jaw Self-Titled is a good spot yeah. to start. I also think that low-rated is Tiger Jaw Charmer, which has the song Hum, which I Great think record. is one of their best songs. Here's my question. Mm. I'm looking through this. Like I feel like Close Casket has like a definitive record for them. Mm. Yeah. Like to me, mm. can, I'm, can we talk about like your your back end is Bob? Yeah, I'm Bob. I'm not new. You're not okay. I would say like Thousand Mile Stairs probably like the like tent pole Close Casket record. Oh, it could be. What right? about what about Twitching Tongues? What about Ten Years Bigger? Yeah, it is Harm's Way Isolation. Incendiary is bigger, but Incendiary is bigger, but I think Harm's Way was m- m- more emblematic of what the re- of okay. What they- There's foundational stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, but you don't, like if someone's like, give me like the quintessential record for this label. Yeah, I feel like Incendiary is the one. I but know. that could and be might, my own and bias. No, but it could be, and it might. And be, I love the other band too, but it's not. Yeah, like, it might. Yeah, yeah. But like, no. I'm looking at close at the the run for cover stuff, and I'm like. What's the foundation? Like, it There's could so be Tiger Shaw. It could be t- Title Fight. T- it could t- be t- Basement. It could be so, Turnover. So, so, it could be- so, so the, the, the people at Run For Cover will tell you that, yes, Tiger Shaw, for sure. But, Big part of the label. But Title Fight, put them on the map, so to speak. And then... And that came after or before Tiger Before. Before. And, and then... Oh, okay. 
And then the one-two punch of Citizen and Turnover both really excelling at what they do. And as a thing, as a point of fact, Citizen Turnover starting at somewhat similar places and then going on different trajectories and Run for Cover being a part of that and being able to be a part of it really good. Um, So no, I think it's big on the era and where you get in. And it's like that with most labels and we'll get there with death wish in a second here as to i'm new um but this is fantastic asmr um this is just is this with like it, living with him he picks his toes oh, I, i'm completely unfazed by anything thank, oh, you, man. Um, thank you title fight is the foundation of the house uh tiger's jaw has some pillars in there some uh load-bearing beams uh turnover peripheral vision Huge. uh yeah. you know maybe the drywall um and then you have newer stuff and of course citizen stuff is big they have a few other real benchmarks that we might be overlooking, so forgive. Basement. basement oh, basement Jesus Christ. Sure, Basement's yeah. huge. Basement's, basement might be the uh, windows. They um, may be the foundation because they're the basement. Oh, the, yeah. They're the stairway <laughs> down. And uh, low-key, in 2022, I don't think you can go wrong with one of the Fiddlehead LPs. Yep, I was going to say With that, that one-step-closer record mm-hmm. or the Anxious, the anxious record. record. And now the Anxious obvi- anxious and Fiddlehead fit more squarely in their pocket because one-step-closer is more a hardcore band. Yeah. But I think uh, I think where you landed with Tire Shot is... It's a good overview. It's a great of... one because I think it gives... Because there's stuff on Run for Cover that leans way more indie, too. That sure. does... Fantastic. Camp Cope was just on uh, Good Morning... CBS Good Morning. Yeah, I missed that. I got to see that. Oh, no shit. Yeah, it's crazy. Self-Defense Family. Massive. Like they're fine. Massive, massive band. Was, I was waiting was for you a, to go pure crank, but like you know, if you talk to the guys at Run for Cover, they what, would tell you it's self defense. Oh, I should have done it. No, I should have done it. Self defense. You might have seen us on uh, uh, Jimmy Fallon. Imagine. No. I could you <laughs> try like Jimmy Fallon trying to like make you laugh, and you just being like, Nah, man, not be. No, what I want is the the you to go on Jimmy Fallon and be like, Well, thank you so much for having us, Mr. Kimmel, and I know, uh, that would be a good rib. I just spent that what two weeks at my folks, and they watch Jimmy Kimmel at like jet engine volume <laughs> every night. Yo, bless up to your folks for staying up that late. That's late. Damn. Yo, my parents. He's pretty funny though. My father wakes my mother up at five a.m. every day because he does not like to be alone. Huh. And he does wakes, he just nudge her like with a poker with a stick kind of thing like hey it's time yeah, to get up he wakes up at five a.m. So every night despite the fact that yes they go to bed like probably one. like eleven forty five good for them that's that's so they they watch the Kimmel fucking monologue monologue and then they're out they don't give a shit Frank squeezing the best out of life guys I'm new here let's wrap up with our fourth and the final but certainly not least sponsor Deathwish Inc right where should I start this is a great question. I would send you to early catalog because it's something I'm very familiar with. However, I think most representative in the same way that Santa Sangre could be said to take elements from both aspects of Closed Casket, uh, I would send you to uh, uh, the Touche Amore record. Oh, okay. Was yeah. not expecting that. And no, I, and I didn't either, and I think it's actually a fantastic yeah. record. The, the reason for this is because... Parting the sea between... Darkness and me. Yeah. And... The, the reason for this is because uh, Touche More, we've had Jeremy on, right? Uh, have we? Yeah. I think he's called. Yeah, he's been on. Has, oh, he, has he been on or has he called? Well, anyway, on. it does not matter. The yeah. fact is. We got to do an emo episode. The screen. fact is. No, we did. We, he was, but he was remote when we did okay, it, so that's, that's why right, it feels right. weird, right? Uh, Touche More, while developing their sound, is still... Closer to a hardcore band, 
then some then no oh, names some bands mm-hmm, that claim mm-hmm, to be mm-hmm. that that put it on oh, their merch fuck yeah. you know yeah. what i mean yeah. oh yeah <laughs> so, so uh and death wishes origins are very clearly hardcore but also what was the first death wish record uh, the hell, for, chi- yeah. hell Child, I want to say it was Converge the Hell split? Child Converge split. split. I yeah. want to say. Okay. I want to say. Um, but it might have been actually, sorry everybody, this is nerdy. It might have been a Boy Sets Fire split because right. Trey was Boy Sets Fire's uh, tour manager. Tour manager, yeah. Was that the Boy Sets Fire? It was supposed to be Boy Sets Fire and Far, and it ended up being Boy Sets Fire and Snapcase? No, that was no. EVR. No, that's one. EVR. That's EVR one. Anyway, yeah. point is. Yes. Touche uh, can also really play, uh, and the hardcore roots, which Deathwish definitely has, but also a complete willingness to uh, put their fingers in other types of aggressive music. Uh, the band does that, so does the label. I think it's a good pick. Fantastic. Great synergy. Shout out good to pick. all our sponsors. Good content, guys. Um, good content. Guys, today's episode is Back to Basics. Mm. I have some... Yeah. We're going to listen to the Sex Pistols record. <laughs> We're going to start from the beginning. So at first, there was a guitar. Um, so there's only one Back to Basics um, label person here. Yeah, yeah. That oh, yeah, that's true. Over. That's right. Thank Instant you very much. First big down. record that we had. Mm. First, first hit. Been there for, however, there's probably, there's might quite literally be like five to 7,000 copies of that record, by the way. Probably. And there's one bajillion different color photocopy covers. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. He's like, I got more. And I'm like, I don't want more. <laughs> I'm good. Like, I went to Kinko's and they were like, what color you want these on? I was like, whatever you think, man. <laughs> and he's like, we changed. I'm like, I don't, I don't need this again. Yeah. Um, Funny fact. I'm on the uh, we I'm on the shutdown side of the cover because I, it's I'm wearing a judge shirt and they're doing a cover and I'm singing along and I'm also on the indecision side. Oh, Fun nice. fact, that's a good one. I, I'm in I think it was like Hughes and Quarters in Northeast Pennsylvania. I think it was Hughes and Quarters. Okay, because they had a lot of weird venues for very long. Pennsylvania was like the spot, like Scranton over there for a long time in the for night. For sure, I mean. Uh, and I, they used to do two teep until now, and I think that's me singing along. But I'm on both sides of the record. Anyway, my old AOL email too deep until now at AOL. Good one, best. All right. So uh, the activity, as we used to say this all the time, and we want to acknowledge it. I think it's a good one. Every episode could be someone's first episode. True. What the fuck you been? Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Even if you've been here since day one, day one hundred, day five hundred. Thank you for being here. What check day out, are we at check now? out the oh, many days. Fifteen hundred, probably four years and change. Yeah. Uh, so four years plus two, yeah, like two months. So like uh, like thirteen hundred days. Something all right, like here's my question. Bef- mm-hmm. This Please, is before we get into the episode. So all right, so this is the first time we've done it in person since Pat was on tour, February two thousand twenty. When did we do? The West Jersey, West New York thing. Because I feel like I left, and when I stayed over, because you guys all went home, and I was like, I'll stay in this hotel room for yeah, the yeah, day. Yeah, like, nice little time. I feel like that was Super Bowl Sunday. Was Is that crazy? Oh, interesting. No, football was on. There was football going on. It might have been during the playoffs, because that was before. It was during the playoffs. Because we had to catch up before. We just happened to have him in town, because he was playing Starland. That's right. No, and it was, when we did that West New York thing, weren't we still doing Mosh Madness stuff? Part of it. That was a long time ago. No. Because Asher Grind 64 is the final. It was a January or something, I think. Yeah, I think so too. So it could have been January 20. 
19? Yeah, because yeah, that was when that we were we were literally sitting at the island mm-hmm. in the middle of the hotel suite. And it was, and when this fucking asshole was like, all right, so I'm going here and here. And then when I go, I'm going to Cambodia for three months. We're like, what? Uh-oh. Like on. Oh, that's right. We were actually that's recording. Right. And me and Bob were like, that's what right. the fuck are you oh, saying? Oh, right. Good message. Good remember. Remember that? And we were like, right. oh, cool. We have to fil- like yeah. record another 19 things now because he's <laughs> decided to go on a vacation after his vacation. Vacation all I ever wanted. Um yeah, that was really funny. Uh, it's good to be recording in person. The what we're gonna do today is we're gonna get to back to basics because uh, if you listen to this podcast and you're a longtime listener, um, we certainly take certain knowledge pieces for granted. I think that's worthwhile. We because it helps conversation. We're not gonna do the explain everything that happens. But it's I, also impossible to to guess at what other people could know, know or don't know. Yeah. Right. Right. And you don't want to bore people. You don't want to bore people. Yeah. I watch YouTube videos and different things and I know both of you two too and some of them that are like, oh we're gonna give you all the Easter eggs for this. They occasionally repeat them because they go, hey, I don't know if everybody's seen this. Yeah, so I want to yeah. film it. We're not gonna do that. But I have a bunch of very basic questions that someone who maybe is new to hardcore might have. Okay. And I think it'll be fun. And that's the way to ask. And we can we can step out of the game and I can step out of character to play, you know, to, to be involved in the conversation. But I think there'll be a lot of fun questions that come out of this. What's your character's name? I like Wilson Westchester from Westchester, PA. <laughs> so I am Wilson Westchester from, from Westchester, Westchester, PA. PA. Um, Two words, Westchester and PA. Yes, but my last name is only one, so don't mistake. Wilson Westchester yeah, from Westchester, PA. Lives right next to, next to the Morgaris because they're from Westchester. Okay, yeah. And I hope to go to college in Worcester. So Wow. Wilson Westchester yeah, from, from Worcester, Worcester, PA. Yeah, moved going to, to school in Worcester. Yeah, yeah so. Guys, uh, it's really nice to meet you both. Can Hi. you please explain to me? Wow, this is this, oh, this guy's really jumping into it. Yeah, We've really. just met yeah, him. I just met you. Can you buy me a sandwich? You guys are in the hard... Well, I was told that at least... One of you was a back to basics recording artist, and the other was a hardcore expert. Yeah, well, so, we're uh, the ones to come to. Yeah, but we're like your like ju- non-judgmental older brothers. That's though. exactly right. So, yes. um, the follow up to this, once we go through, is for people to submit questions in a similar manner. So, uh, email us at Action Podcast or follow us at gmail.com or follow us on social media. Send us messages, whatever it is, and we'll um, read them like anonymously on the air. Exactly like, no, right. And no you, you can there. ask it whether you know. It. I know what many of these are and i'd have my own answers but i'm asking you guys because it's kind of it's a nice fun thing yeah let's do it um set this set the where are uh, we right now like what do we wow, you really need to get into like the we got I, I, you know I, what so i, I need so i need I, complete just, silence to get okay. the character i need complete silence to get the character. we were we just left a show that you guys were both at a hardcore show okay and you stop at a diner. Purportedly has good vegan options. It's late at night. Right. We're both 75. And no yeah, one else is in the diner except this lone kid who comes in who clearly was also at the show. Freshly dipped in merch. All new and merch. And like, yeah. can, I, can I sit down? Oh, you guys do Axe to Grind. Can, can I ask you some questions? I'm learning about hardcore. Sure. Can you explain to me the difference between... Oh, hold on. Let me... It's a separate scenario. <laughs> <laughs> what if he's? What if he said, "You guys do axe to grind." Yeah, and he go, and we go, "Yeah, hi, how, uh, thanks for listening." And he goes, "You're Patrick," and I go, "Yeah," and he go, and he punches me right in my fucking mouth. <laughs> like, you're face. him. And he, and he oh, said, thank Christ! And he says, "Slabs a fiber yeah. in Tom's and, hand." And yeah. he, he said, "He said, uh, 
You said my demo sucked. And yeah. I- <laughs> you're just, you've been waiting for this scenario at some point. It's going to come. It's going to come. Smack yeah. you with a buffalo burger. Yeah, yeah. Flint, Michigan's going to be rough the next time you come through. <laughs> Who would I, I say anything about Flint? I don't know. Oh, okay. just, I was just picking it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a place where people punch each other in the mouth for sure. Right. That's right. Yeah. Um, thicker than water, you know? Um, guys, can you explain to me the difference between 80s New York hardcore and 90s New York hardcore? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 90s New York hardcore doesn't really exist. Doesn't really exist is one argument. It's branched out into a million different things, right? I million different things. It's actually a really interesting conversation because there was dudes trying to make money, and then there was dudes who were doing things that seemed to cost them money. I don't. I. It, it's. It's. But actually, wait, did it sound the same? No. <laughs> no. Some of it did. Well, it's, what's a good example? Of something that truly sounded 80s. Mabel. I would say by I would say by the time that I got into Madball, which is what, nineteen ninety seven, nineteen ninety six? Sure, sure. That they were heavier than you, you know what I mean? They were a nineties hardcore band. Stepping out. I think they I think that I think they played 80s style hardcore, but with nineties like guitar. Like they were clearly I feel like a little they took better like production over the edge. Or like like is it over the edge? Yeah. The AF song and like made it a band. I think I think that there's like a, bouncy kind of. I I respect that you see them that way. You're a New York guy, but honestly, in my view, there's a reason that people think Madball is. I like I saw, what's the the guy on YouTube, Punk Rock M- MBA. Yeah, yeah. He had a. I, did, I saw the thumbnail. Most copied bands, mm, mm. and in the most copied bands that he had was Madball. Sure. And I don't think that's because they sound like they're from the 80s. No, no, it's true. <laughs> I think that's no. because there is... So, uh, to our to Wilson Westchester, uh, Madball, I don't know your level of familiarity, but uh, they are a, ma- a band that manages to combine, yes... 80s influences? Uh, yes. Agnostic, agnostic Front uh, plus a more even more and this is tough to say about Ignacio Front like New York vibe even more streetwise vibe sure is, is so, so brought in more like yeah like hip hop and, yeah. and street kind of and it's part of it's it's part of the mystique but it's also you can hear it in the music right 100% very bouncy <laughs> and, and yeah and uh and I would say but by but by the mid 90s I would say that that's a band that had their own definitive like sound. Yeah, and, sure, that's fair. That's fair. And and uh, I think it became emblematic. Honestly, let's talk. That about, became New York hardcore. Yes, thank you. I, let's. That was let, if, that was if someone asked me about New York hardcore in the nineties, I'd be like, here you go, set it off. Will, Wilson Westchester. What I would say mm. is, and no disrespect, no disrespect to Inhuman, no disrespect to who else was Indecision. playing. It, no, I was going to say shut down. I was shut down. No disrespect to shut down. No disrespect, but for me. You have Madball on the nonstop touring tip, right? Mm. Or at least playing Albany every fucking yes. six weeks. Yes. And then uh, Indecision, mm-hmm. who you tell me you toured, but I would call you more Wait, like, what did Indecision sound like? Okay. Uh, in, uh, this indec- is all you, buddy. <laughs> uh, indecision sounded like a uh, the direction that Unbroken should have taken. Who's uh, Unbroken? I don't know. Oh, that. shit. Yeah, we're talking about a kid. Do we okay, 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 Wilson. Here's the deal. Um, 
You're familiar Tim with Money. Duh. It, what show did we just come from? Uh, Never Ending Game. Oh, perfect. Okay. Um, so if you enjoy Never Ending Game, then I'm I'm sure you have at least a passing familiarity with the name Madball. That you you get a lot of Madball in Never Ending Game. Uh, you don't get a lot of indecision in Never Ending Game. Mm. However, the the type of uh, metallicized crunch that is present uh-huh. in both acts okay. is something that Indecision excelled at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say that it had a... It's like hearing my eulogy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say that it has uh, uh, a slightly more open, like uh, a slightly more open and uh, accessible riffing okay. than many of its uh, peers. Right. And... Uh, the vocal register was higher pitched, which stood out at the time. Uh, so uh, maybe you'd say catchier choruses. I would say catchier than many of their peers in that same metallic sound. Yes. Okay. For sure. <clears throat> and thank clearly, you, a New you, York band that maybe maybe doesn't come from quick. an '80s sound per se, but no. is clearly aware of that and isn't trying to exchange all fast parts for purely mid tempo, but but live somewhere in between. Is that fair? Would well, you say like more like a New York hardcore band with West Coast influences? That's fair and a good way to put it. Or the opposite, or West Coast hard sounding hardcore band with New York. Influences. Wait, what kind of like nineties West Coast or? Um, yes, I yeah. would say. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so, so which means to say, I can name fucking four bands that we tried to be like, and then yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Do you want me to? Sure. Hold Un- on, hold on, unbroken. Go Sir, for it. A hundred percent, one hundred eight. Yes. Uh, first and foremost, unbroken. A hundred percent unbroken. Um. I've got one that's a wild card, but you guess first. Maybe, even though these were certainly your peers, maybe Strife is in there? That was my wild card. A little bit. Okay. Okay. Oh, this is more than I, yeah, there's more than this then. Yeah. Um, I can name like eight bands and then we were like definitely influenced by Strife. We weren't peers. I mean, they were a thousand times bigger than us. No, no, no. But, they, but they were contemporaries at least. Vi- right? Yeah. And we liked like, their vibe. Yeah. That second record especially. We were like. Second record is really it's good. It's more like fucking. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. The first record drags with the second. Like in this defiance is like fucking. Yeah. It's go, also go, got go. that. It, uh, listen. Respect on the name Strife. We're gonna have to bring that. That up. second record. Keep them in your. Keep them on your list. That second record crunches, man. I don't even love them like that. And that second record crunches. All right, Unbroken, Strife. Yeah, one hundred eight. One hundred eight. Think of like any other bands from the West Coast. Any other bands from maybe New Jersey? Oh fuck, New Jersey acts. Um, There's definitely a Jersey band that what, we. Dead guy? No. To an extent, we weren't Rorschach? as chaotic as it. Yes, Rorschach. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Black Flag. Okay. Black Flag, yeah. Sick of it all. Sick, Sick of it all, all, I was going to guess, but I... Okay, actually. Wilson Westchester, I'm sure that you've uh, heard... <laughs> I, 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 I'm sure that you've heard Sick of it all, at least on a... No, uh, no it's 2022. How did you get to Never Ending Game? Like, what got you here? A friend drive. I just am local and heard about this cool show from somebody at my school. So you're from Ann Arbor. And we're in Ann Arbor for no, some no, reason. No, we're in Westchester, guys. <laughs> oh, that's right. But local, like, why the fuck is Never Ending Game coming to Westchester? It doesn't explain why you and I would be in either place. <laughs> but Never Ending Game came out to play the Gridiron record release somewhere in okay. Weird Ass Westchester. That's right. true. Okay, that's a... There good. you go. For making wow. Well, I mean, we want to build, like, reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's guys. important. Uh, All right. So, so back to the original question. <laughs> yes. What's the what is the 80s? difference between 80s New York hardcore and 90s New York hardcore? I've uh, seen people talk about this. 80s is a lot faster. Okay. Um, not, not as technically proficient. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of political lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, more than nineties, you'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think there's a certain 
um, in the very late 80s, there's this turn. Okay. Where all the fast, like, there there was this new version of hardcore, New York mm-hmm. hardcore especially. Yes. That kind of floated through in the entire decade of the 90s. I, so, like, there's Agnostic Front, who's very fast, mm-hmm. you know, plays, you know, with very, it's very youthful and, yep. and you know, very, like, everybody hates Reagan. Tom understands the assignment, by the way. He's, he's answering the question right. Go ahead. Everyone hates Reagan, all this sort of stuff. What kind of this shit is this? Does Wilson even know who Reagan is? is it, he knows on. who Reagan is. Yeah. He, he knows, knows the school. Yeah. I don't know. I'm he, gonna use he knows who Wilson is more than he knows about the second strife record, I, I, bro, I'm going out use, on a goddamn brand. <laughs> Here, let me tell you the band's influence and decision to explain the difference between the 80s New York hardcore and 90s. Oh, come on. Yeah. Come on. You did good. He's I mean, he's he's he understands the assignment. He's well, right. I'm, so I'm, then now I'm watching his ass. Early '80s, you know, is there's a Gnostic Front. There's a band called Antidote. Mm-hmm. All very small, tight knit community in New York City. Not a ton of kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but all these kids go to like you know the Gnostic Front record release show for Victim and Pain. Then they start their bands. Oh, okay. So then there's bands called like Youth of Today, um, which is very fast, very kind of. Um, Follows up with Antidote to mm-hmm. me. Um, there's a band called Gorilla Biscuits, which is a lot more melodic. Mm. Which, like, are you familiar with, like, Fall Out Boy? <laughs> Good question. Um, uh, I, I my my know. uncle listens to them. I think I, when you say melodic, I know what that means. Okay, say that. But Fall Out Boy is is almost a direct descendant, no pun intended, from Gorilla Biscuits. Oh, okay. Whether anyone realizes that or not. Okay. Um, then in the you know in eighty eight and nineteen eighty nine, there was like this new influx of bands that were heavier, still very very hardcore, but brought in more technically proficient musicians. There was a band called Sick of It All, who were more fast, like faster, but had mosh parts and were, like they all, all all the instrument players were all quite good at their stuff at a young age. This band called Breakdown mm-hmm. that was a little bit slower, but very kind of made everybody want to mosh and punch their friends. This band called Killing Time, which was probably the most metallic leaning of of that mm-hmm. crew. Yeah, um, that were more mid tempo, um, but every song was memorable. A quick pull out: the spectrum to use is so good when you go Breakdown, Killing Time, Sick of It All. Yeah, it's cross section, and it's not. It's not like Breakdown and Sick of It All are a million miles apart. No. But when you do that, now Killing and Killing Time adds in some more metal leads than Sick of It All. Yes. And we also forgot the biggest fucking group of the... 1986, there's a band called the Chromax. Chromax, yes, that's right. Before that. Which are... I'm going to mention a band that you'll definitely not know what I'm talking about. This band called Motorhead. Mm. And there's also a band from D.C. called Bad Brains. Mm. Important, I guess. Who are four African-American dudes... Um, the singer and the drummer were brothers. Mm. Incredibly proficient. Like they could have been the coolest like jazz fusion band ever, but they brought that t- proficiency and vibe to hardcore. Oh, cool! So Love like it. they're like they put out records in like 1981 and 1982 that we're still trying to catch up to Today. 40 years later. Wow. Yeah. All right. So the difference you said New York 80s New York hardcore. Faster, a little more political, sloppier, sloppier, and then '90s uh, kind of got he- a little bit heavier, more proficient, more street on some versions yeah, of, okay. of of the New- of New York hardcore, um, and it kind of branched out to bands that like um, 
I feel like the '90s in New York hardcore were very, very um, diverse in terms of sound. Yeah. Um, but there were bands like you know, like Shutdown. This band called Shutdown was like a fast, like 1986, 1988, like um, straight edge, like youth crew kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we grew up with those dudes, and we were completely Indecision was the band. Um, we both went to high school together. Completely different vibe, mm-hmm. but from the same area and the same time frame. Um, then there were like bands like Sound Majority. We were very like kind of a follow up to like Gorilla Biscuits and stuff like that. Um, there was Crown of Thorns. Mm-hmm. What were they like? Um, unlike any, uh, unlike any band, and Pat, help me on this one. Can you describe any band that sounds like Crown of Thorns? It's almost like. Your uncle probably like made you smoke weed and listen to Rush, <laughs> right, or something like that. There, so but, but then he made you wait in the car as he beat a guy up for drugs, right? So the musically, inc- all over the map, incredible sounded like nothing else you ever heard, but it's fronted by a very um, charismatic, emotional. Sweetheart of a guy who I'll, could... I'll use the word goon because uh, I'm l- less likely to run into him, and I think he would take it in the right spirit. Uh, emotional goon. Emotional sweetheart of a guy who also... Early on in that. Not a scare you. Yes. No, no, no. Yes, the, yes, yes. The, the One world... of the tougher dudes you'll ever meet, yes. but the, the incredibly street, kind. The street, the street smart warrior poet thing was not... A thing. Until yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. So... I mean, like, picture, like, the scariest guy you know writing a song about comic books. Because mm. this okay. is Uncle Juggernaut. I know Juggernaut, the the, the the guy Kane Marco. He's on a mission. Step brother of Charles no Xavier, of course. He has this whole song about mm. Juggernaut, and he's got like love songs. So he's talking about Crimson Ciderac and all that. That's good. Okay. <laughs> so he says instead of, instead of saying a thousand pounds, he says ten hundred pounds. In yes, the song. Oh, that says all because it makes it it makes it ra- rhyme better. Yes, I think ex- ten hundred pounds. I think I understand oh, now. Okay, uh, stepping out of character. Yes. Bob, I think you did awesome. I think that was great. I also think there's this interesting part that we touch on. You hear it a little bit in breakdown, but then you definitely hear it in burn, like ninety. Yeah, the more rhythmic and groove oriented stuff that starts to get into New yeah, York. more street like kind yeah, of rap. It does like well, rap becomes so in like it brings me to a question that I, I think about because you, you brought up bad brands so important, yeah. right? I think I against I we talk about it a decent amount, but. I don't think it gets the credit it deserves no. for exposing people to like, hey, hey, guess what? Look, we're going to do this. And we're still going to be heavy. We're still fast at parts. But we're going to go and do this more. They're like jazz fucking fusion parts. 100%. Like fucking, they, yeah. just, they really opened the door. And I think I think Eye Against Eye comes out 86, which Sounds is right. fucking which insane. Is fucking ridiculous. It sounds incredible. It sounds if it came out yeah, today, sounds, I'd say it sounds yes, incredible. It sounds great. It, um, it, and then you just look at what New York, New York took two, three years to like, get that in its system because I think you can hear it all over the last the late 80s New York stuff and early 90s New York stuff and the first wave of post-hardcore hey this is Chris Swinney formerly of the Ataris and currently host of that one time on tour part of the sound talent media podcast network have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and, in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. Yep. 
So it, I was going to harp on a thing, but I don't know how much uh, Wilson Westchester knows about thrash. Probably not much. No, not but, yet. No. <laughs> but, He's probably but, got more questions about it. But, but uh, I think New York hardcore 80s to 90s reflects change in prevailing metal trends more than anything. Oh, uh, yeah. Because you, you go from speed metal and thrash... To, yeah, the to, influence is that mid-period of, of New York hardcore, for sure, of the 80s. And then into more groove-oriented. It was mm-hmm. sort of like nobody wanted to do new metal, which was starting to pop in yep. the early 90s, a thing that we forget. We Like, That's I right. always, in my mind, new metal is mid-90s, late-90s, but it, it wasn't. In fact, it was very early. No, and well, and you get that cross-section where you get slam kind of comes out of that meets death metal. So... Which death metal hits late 80s, early 90s. All of the 90s stuff reflects just a prevailing cultural change towards heavier and groove-oriented music. Yeah. Hardcore is no different. You know, I mean, it, it, it reflects all of what's going on in the larger culture, going from th- traditional thrash and speed metal into this more groove-oriented and heavy. Like, even yeah. like, you know, like, people talk about Slayer as a thrash act, but like, to me, there's such a huge difference between Slayer at their heaviest... Oh, versus like DRI. Or yeah, right? just a like, ma- like a no. world of difference. Like, you know, it was like an OG new metal band that no one. I don't know if we have necessarily have to put respect on their name. Okay, maybe okay. I will though. Early, and I think this is new metal. Hmm? Propane. Oh, oh yeah. I think so. Yeah, no, no, that I think record so. was like ninety two. Trust me, three. Wow. Foul taste of freedom. It rises to my definition. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of rappy and yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. it rises. To, so, but I mean, it's like dudes from fucking Crumbsuckers. Yep. No, I think you're right. Years after the fact. So, so that's an interesting one, and and we'll get to it in our roots of new metal episode, of course. But no, <laughs> propane. Um, that what's the prong record you truly enjoy? Prove me, prove you wrong. Well, prove you wrong's early. There's or the there, next there, one. There's beg to differ. Beg there's, to differ. Uh, Is that proto new metal? Oh, for well, sure. So oh, snap your finger, snap your neck. Y- era? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, which yeah, is yeah. Gro- straight up groove metal. So it's but groove metal. metal. But that's yeah. that's kind of like there's there's certainly <laughs> there's there's a there's a uh, the interweave between groove metal into new metal is is undeniable. Sure. Especially when you go wait, so groove metal's happening, but at the same time. Rap and hip hop is taking hold, and there's all these looks at hey, yeah. these things are inevitably gonna gonna merge. I mean, then there are other bands that like. I think looking back, we probably didn't give them enough like of their punk like flower like mm-hmm. living color. Yeah, yeah. We're like Proto. a bad brain tribute band. Yep. Like, but you can you, you, you hear put them this between... incredible guitar player with an incredible vocalist with an amazing drum like. But like uh, to me, they were like, "Oh, this metal band." But like, they were like hardcore dudes from like New York mm-hmm. that yeah. just happened to be like. But then there was like twenty four seven spies was a thing. Mm-hmm. There was like so much like kind of crossover stuff. There was like Doggy Dog. Yeah, no, that's not wrong. It was like I mean, like they had fucking yeah. Doggy Dog is just difficult to. Ex- I would I would be unable to explain Doggy Dog to, to Wilson, Wilson Westchester. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's no. funny because like you know like right before the show, the bunch of shows got canceled because of COVID, like. Life of Agony has has had a moment for the last fucking fifteen years. No sure, they're playing. No question. And I don't know if they never. They, they, yeah, I mean they probably have been float over the years, but like when people like people in my in our age range are like fucking sick doggy dog. Yeah, yeah. Like I, when was the last time I had a chance to see doggy dog? Yep. But like most people that were like you know mid mid thirties and lower that were stoked to see Life of Agony again. Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck is Doggy Dog? dog? dog yeah, right, right. of course. So Doggy Dog is a bunch of snowboarders from Jersey. Yeah. Sounds accurate. Yes, that um, 
kind of took this band called Leeway and made it even like Leeway definitely had Leeway were like the OG um uh um like rap like urban hardcore band to me. Okay, interesting. I feel like they predated Mad Bull. I mean like that Eddie Sutton was like a full on fucking B boy. Like okay, in the yeah, 80s. Well, okay. Like him coming out like yep. he was dressed like he was going to a fucking hip hop show. Like, That's you true. Know. Um, so they took that kind of idea, which is kind of, you know, metallic hardcore, high pitch vocals, but they added horns. They've they added rappers like Daryl Jennifer from the Bad Bra- Bad Brains that I talked about raps on a song. Oh wow! And a, have you ever heard that? In like a reggae kind have. of. That's cool. I I mean I I gotta be honest. With you, I do fuck with Doggy Dog. Yeah. <laughs> See, it was a time and a place for me though. Like yeah, I saw yeah, them yeah. a million times in Lemoore's when I was like seventeen. Yes. I was like still good. They have a song. Doggy Dog has a record called Warrant. Uh huh. Because around the same time, Warrant put out a record called Doggy Dog. Doggy Dog, right. and it was their payback. And they had a record called All, Bur- All Borough Kings. Uh, yep, that one I'm familiar with. Big Love record. That one. Then there's a record after that, Play Games, whatever, that didn't really hit. Mm. But like, for a while, this is like probably early YouTube. Did you ever see the video of them playing Dynamo 94? Oh, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it I, looks I, like it's. Weirdly recommended to me recently. <laughs> uh, what the hell are you really? watching? Have you ever seen this? No. The stage setup is funny. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just nuts. And um, this is Bob. Please explain this to me. <laughs> so, Doggy Dog, yeah. in apparently in 1995, was the biggest band in Germany or wherever the fuck. It, it definitely, this show uh, gives tracks. me that impression. This yep. show, I mean, this the, the video you you watch and you go, oh, it's like all CGI, right? Like this is like when <laughs> yes, like when, when they're sending days. like you know, 100,000 soldiers at, like, Thor, and you're like, these are all fake people? Right. It's not. It's them playing to, Pat, 100,000 people? It certainly wow. looks like And wow. every wow. single wow. person wow. is jumping. My heart fluttered because I was like, if I was in the middle of that, that crowd right now and everyone's jumping around me, I'd freak my fucking... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have to watch a video and everyone at home, look it up, Doggy Dog Dynamo. I think it was either 94 Yeah, okay, so I remember this very well, but this could be any Doggy Dog show when I describe, like... Uh, singers wearing a hockey jersey. That could be any doggy dog show, but uh, this stood out in my mind because I was like, "Yeah, he's wearing his own hockey jersey." Yeah, I watched this recently because <laughs> there's Blue, Blue Grape amazing. made wow. hockey jerseys. Wow, wow, wow! So Blue Grape was hey, big well, merch company, big merch company <laughs> yeah. for a label called Roadrunner. Yep. So now their shirts are worth a lot of money. Oh, those cool Blue Grape tags. Wish yeah. I had known about that at the time mm-hmm. when I could have gotten them for pennies on the dollar. Um, but so they made very thick T-shirts. And I hockey hated jerseys. it so much. So man. thick. It was like wearing a fucking. I hated it so much. Every t shirt was like sweatshirt level thickness. Um, and like I'm the print. I'm watching this now and thinking, why did I watch this a month ago? What was Yeah, fucking, so the singer has. Watch this? has a, the singer has a bowl cut. Uh, he's wearing his own jersey and he's wearing jorts. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, there's Maybe. a yeah. There's a horn player. A horn player with spiked hair. Oh, the bowl cut is really strong. Bo- here, man. Bo- like blaring bowl yeah. cut. Yeah, <laughs> it's really strong. The bowl cuts were strong in 1995. Uh, very nice dudes. Yeah, always nice. Yeah, we played with them once or twice. Like very, very nice. What is their background? They do straight up look like snowboarders. I mean, I think they're skating snowboarders from Jersey. Okay, like Northern Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like legit. Is this? Here's a question. To, to, to you, I doubt... The OG dog-eat-dog fan? I doubt, yeah, I, Wilson is falling asleep at the dog-eat-dog conversation. Is this, but is this proto-CKY? Yes. 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 No <laughs> okay. yes. 
It's so hard. It's like ex- Big Big Brother. Like, it's, just, yeah. Yo, it's so hard to explain. Like, what adjacent? Like, again, this is Bob. What adjacent looked like in the nineties? But you were there. Like, Doggy Dog was adjacent. adjacent yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it was like snowboarders and skate videos and surf videos, and like adjacency was giant. Very and- northeast though. No one. I mean, like, if you ask somebody in fucking L.A. Oh, about right. doggy dog, they'd be like, "What?" No, the adjacent in in California was kind of that like game face or like like uh, all hardcore kids like, playing pop punk. Yeah, like or like yeah. What's the other one I'm thinking of? Um, good riddance who weren't necessarily like playing. Oh, yeah, yeah, like it's like like that there's a spectrum stuff. over there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I won't. I'm not going to diss on good riddance, but I haven't listened to it. But there's hardcore kids who ride for it at the time. Jerry so, rides on. Yeah. Um, what about monkey pop? Do you guys ever fuck a monkey pop? Oh yes. Yeah. Do you? It's but that was pre that predated Doggy Dog. Hold on, I'm looking up the years on. So I'm looking up adjacent for uh, the the other type of adjacent, the emo leaning type of adjacent. Because here's a deep cut for you, Beta Minus Mechanic. Loved it. I, I was, Syracuse, New York. <laughs> Syracuse, New York. But I was just thinking about how many uh, uh, Wilson Westchester. There's a phenomenon of. Uh, people leaving hardcore bands and starting post-hardcore bands, but then there's this other weird phenomenon, which is my brother plays in a hardcore band. Can I get on the show? Oh, yeah. My band is not that. (laughs) And I think that that was a whole phenomenon of softer-sounding acts that, in whatever respect, got over or whatever due to my older brother is in the established local hardcore act. Was that to deal with them? Pretty sure. Because it was like copper. There was ashes that were like punky hardcore. Yeah, and there was, I mean, I think that. What, Eric Edwards played in Beta Minus Mechanic. Yeah. That's Bulldog's what brother. That's what Got it was. It. Yeah, I yeah. think there's a lot of that kind of. There's Sure. There was a I mean, lot of. Standpoint in Jersey. That's right. They were like a, right. a melodic hardcore band, I guess. They were on fucking For smorgasbord. To, yep, 100%. And played ashes. fucking. No, but like standpoint would be like, oh, it's them and Fury Five and Sub Zero. It's like, like hard shows that they were playing, and they were very melodic. Like that's why there was there was then at following that stuff this weird era where you'd get these emo, like borderline screamo demos that then have heavier parts. Uh, the band I like of that style is this band called Diversity, who's right from right down the road, mm-hmm. and they had two demos, and it would be. There's a certain level of low, definitely a little bit local, but I, I still ride for it. And they're like, no, I think this actually supersedes. But it's like, oh, these are guys who were going to see Standpoint and Fury. And you can and hear a little bit. Yeah, yeah, right. So it's weird. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Wilson, Wilson's back at the table, Wilson's guys. back at the table. He what wants, other questions do you have? He wants to ask. We lost Pat. Pat is in the... He's no, down, he's down the doggy dog. Pat is in the multiverse, yeah. Um, I, I've heard a lot about California punk. Is, is California punk music good? Oh. <laughs> Man, <laughs> you're coming to the wrong guys. Um, no, I tell you, it is. Uh, I say the 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 best of it is some of the best punk, okay, in the world. Okay, it it has its 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 nadirs. Yeah, but the great stuff is the best punk. Okay, I would. Well, if we're talking about stuff like X, I would say X is one of the best punk acts. So. Okay, but they almost stretched the word. They would stretch a, a kid's definition of punk, yes. I think. 
So yeah, I mean, I'm thinking we're talking like 79 and after because I feel like X mm-hmm. to now, like it's the equivalent of like when people are like talking about like the Talking Heads being punk, right? right or like right. television. You're like, what? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. used to like, you know, like I feel like it starts with like, like the Dead Boys or something or remote, like, you yeah. know what I mean? But yeah, like yeah, to, yeah. those bands were punk. Blondie was punk. Sure, but it, so, like it's you know, also heard like your parents liked it. Right. Well, because it was likable new wave in some respects. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but the uh, uh, okay. So what are we thinking in terms of California punk then? I can't say a good fucking thing about the Dead Kennedys, man. I can't. Like it's so uh, incredibly like, important. Yeah. All right, the Godfathers of California punk. I can say that. One but, of the biggest bands of their generation. Uh, uh, of their uh, punk, gen- punk of, and yeah, yeah, punk. Oh, certainly. Yes. That, I mean. But also, uh, the, Wilson, we should be clear. As East Coast dudes, we didn't also get the the same lore. Mm. So, like, there is there's people that in California, older folks that'll tell you about shows that sound like festivals. There were so many people at them, and they're inconceivable. Right? Like, I mean, Dead Kennedys would be like, oh, five thousand people at this Dead right. Kennedys Cro-Mag inconceivable show. Inconceivable yeah. to us, or like Bad Religion, or like, yeah, yeah. Calif- so California I have a punk list of, was a thing. So I have a list of bands to ask you guys about. Okay, you can right. either. Yeah. Tell me I should check them out or no, or if you have reasons for it. Okay. Bad Religion. Abs yeah, fucking yeah you should. Uh, and Probably the, the best of the bunch. Most consistent. The, the, uh, long career with few embarrassments, uh, and there's probably something for everybody that likes punk. Skip Into the Unknown. You don't need that. Okay. Black Flag? Uh, you have to. It may or may not be to your tastes. I'd be curious. The uh, more punk stuff, I think, is... is lovable to anybody okay then they get weird yeah but you can't tell me like gimme 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 doesn't like people like that shit or or fucking nervous breakdown like that if you like punk or hardcore like those songs are fucking in yeah, DNA. yeah, yeah. like uh minutemen uh not for everybody and kind of out of vogue at the moment but weirdly very catchy so it's odd that it doesn't hit now do you like do you like jackass did you go see the new Jackass movie? I'm sorry, I'm only 20, so I don't know what that is. <laughs> that, that's bullshit. People like Jackass. <laughs> no, no. no, but 20 year olds, 20 year olds might be discovering Jackass now because the movie. Either. Sure. Well, but yes, did, yeah, I did. The, oh, I did see, I did see that new movie because the intro was with done Steve by the, A or whatever it is. That's right, Stephen A. Smith. Right. Um, <laughs> They're related, right? He's an ESPN. Yeah. Minutemen are very like kind of funky, bass driven, punk. Yeah, but punk. don't sound like anything else. Okay. So I would say, I'm sure your dad likes the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Who doesn't like the Red Hot Chili Peppers? I mean, anyone with ears. But anyway, um, they... Certainly not a fucking 20-year-old. Yeah. Did you hear... By the way, totally aside, Bob, can we have you back? Yes. Have you heard the new single? No. He sings Chili with Peppers? an Irish brogue. Stop. That that might kill him for me. I got Dude, emotional. We got to listen to this after. It's- I got emotional listening to Red Hot Chili Peppers by myself driving through Colorado like two years ago and was like... They have so many incredible songs. The Spence. They, so dude, they had a minute. Dude, They're Pretty so Little good. Diddy, all that shit. Mother's Milk is a great punk funk record. It's amazing. Yeah. After fucking Blood, Sweat, Blood, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, it all went down to crapper. I, Californication, not a bad record. No, some good songs. But uh, some fucking garbage. And this new one, he's like, heard of the fur of the kind of fr-. Dude, it made me want to fucking so, rene- so like, this hand is, over my Irish. This is our musical endeavor for, for 2022. Uh, once I have a little more free time is... The um, sick of it, sick of chili peppers, blood, sugar, sex, and no mashup. tears. Oh wow! That we're gonna do a mashup, full I, full full recreation of the two records, uh, commingled to create 
a hideous monster. Viewers of my Instagram will tell you that I did karaoke uh, with friend of the podcast, Mac, who is a Red Hot Chili Peppers lifer and knows all of the zing-a-dong bone so <laughs> yes, style yes. lyrics. Knows them all. Can't stop, won't stop. Holy fuck. Can't bow, stop bow, the rhythm bow, that bow, bow, you. All right, so a minute, this man. This life is more than ordinary. Oh, uh, Will, God. come on back, buddy. All right, uh, Will's back. Um, Wilson from Westchester. Wilson Westchester from Westchester. The Vandals. You can skip it. I think you can skip it. Dead Kennedys. You're going to have to listen to one of them. Which one do I like? I never remember. Is it Fresh Fruit? Whatever. Fresh Fruit Variety Vegetables, so, probably. Whichever. Uh, listen, you got to listen. Uh, I would find it almost impossible to believe that a 20-year-old would like it. But I don't want to bias you, Wilson. Hey, Wilson. <laughs> so give it a let go. Let me ask you a question. How old are you now? I'm 20. On the nose. Yes. I was born in 2002. Jesus Christ. Um, Missed I'm sure you, when you go like supermarket shopping with your mom. baby. Oh, yes. <laughs> I was born in June 2002. My parents fucked to CNN. Um, 9-12 was both emotional and exciting. Yeah, it was a stress thing. So like when you go like to your with your parents, go food shopping. There's yes. a band called System of a Down that mm. gets played in the ra- and everyone's They're a little like, zing a dong bone, right? <laughs> They're very zing. Very zing a dong bone, but like it's what they put on. That's like, a new when the, guy, the overnight workers come in and they have to <laughs> they have to fix the shelves so everything's up front. They put on this band called Yo, System, System of a Down. System of a Down is overnight stock guy. Yes. It, it, it is. Zing-a-dong when you walk in at like eleven thirty, going fuck, we need fuck. <laughs> Like, we need to bring cup. The kid needs cupcakes tomorrow yeah. for school. We're going out in the middle of the night. <laughs> That's what's. <laughs> yeah, wake up. Gotta go make it some kick up. Um, but if you if you Got can it. deal with that person's voice, mm. then you could deal with the dead Kennedy voice. Okay. okay. There you go. Right. Very um, similar. Flipper. No. You're not Impenetrable. Gonna, you're not going to enjoy it, but some old head will tell you that you should. Mm. I mean, old him. head older I'm, than us head. Yeah, yeah. I'm not him. No, me neither. I'm me. Um, um, social distortion. Um, you You've like already, yeah. You you like catchy stuff? Okay. Yeah, they were like kind of all over the map. They're almost some of the stuff doesn't sound punk at all. You're yeah, from do, Jersey. Do you, I mean, you're from you're Jersey. I'm from adjacent. Pennsylvania. Do you like the Red Hot Chili Peppers songs that have no funk? <laughs> you you might you might like some. Do you like distortion. Bruce Springsteen? Um, or I'm your dad, not like, sure. yeah, my dad you, might. You like <laughs> my yes, grandpa anthem? might. Is he like zing a dong bone? <laughs> no, nah, not no. really. No, he He's doesn't worse. zing a dong bone. He's got words. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the germs. Yeah, you know what? I think so you could bounce around your bedroom. Yeah. Circle jerks. Yes. Mm, my man's gonna Why? say for sure because he handle because one of the guys handles my brother's taxes. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's at least two records that are really all time greats. Okay. Yeah. Um, adolescence. There's one record that you need to hear. I don't know the color of it because I'm cold one as fuck. It's blue. Oh, the blue. Yeah, it is blue. Uh, it's very blue. Um, and the last one that is on the the list to ask you about: Descendants. <laughs> Spelled wrong. Yes, Descendants. Um, yes, it, anything that like your cooler older cousins like gone to see at like a Warp tour or anything mm-hmm. stems from this band. Okay. Um. Again, I feel like with a lot of the early '80s punk, especially in California, the heights are as like as high as you can possibly get. There is so much garbage 
on these records. Will's gone. He's no, I'm, I'm, he's texting his high school girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, Will's is like, why are these two old heads talking? Yeah, why do they keep talking to me? And like, I, I know you said to... yes or no. I asked the simple. Okay. I asked simple questions. <laughs> like he's just like, just I'm trying to get a grilled cheese, and these fucking guys are like, fucking. Yo, what, if the, what if that was the actual scenario? Like that whatever we painted is is not, is like our fantasy, but what it actually is is us just like talking at a twenty year old. <laughs> he's got soup dripping out of his mouth. Right. He's playing he wanted like his phone. Like, like <laughs> fuck, I just wanted disco fries and some silence, and he's. Fucking too old. Fucking Statler and Waldorf is coming over and being like, "Listen to some Descendants, but skip some of the fucking songs." Yeah, listen here. So when it comes to bad religion, what you gotta understand is they had a cocaine period. It didn't take away from the music, but it made them erratic as a band. So you had kind of member changes. Like it's a really, it's more realistic. You guys are right. All right. Um, Imagine uh, that. that boom, just punishing the fucking kid. Like, it's too good. Um, I've heard a little bit about this thing um is pop punk good is it sort of part of hardcore fascinating question wilson i can answer this because 20 year olds named wilson by the way okay we're punching holes in reality look i don't know how many people born in 2002 could be a big spring true maybe true did castaway come out yet people were like that fucking volleyball it's a good question went home me and my wife just got raw what year do you think that is tom would you look that up would you cast away i am thinking 2006 is my guess Oh, no, I think that's way too late. Yeah? I'm going to say 2003. Okay. That's my guess. <sighs> We'd have I'm to trying th- to think of where I saw it. I think I went and no. saw it in New York. You're both wrong. What year? Release date, December 7th, 2000. Holy yeah. shit. I it's saw a, it in New York 9, City. It made it in time for 9-11. And that's right. where they got Wilson from. That's right. My parent, I was a 9-11 baby named after the movie Castaway. Okay. Box office. Uh, probably oh, pretty good. 300 million. 430. Holy yeah. fuck. That movie was, uh, had a big thing. Yeah, I mean, that made a FedEx thing. a thing, bro. Yeah. It did. <laughs> FedEx on the map. Okay. Uh, your question about pop punk. Is pop punk good? Is it sort of part of a hardcore? Yes. Yes, yes. It's tough. Yes, yes. You're giving double yeses. All right, listen. I, I think there's going to be some disagreement. I'm excited to hear both both ways. Um, he just now he's just like, God, I'm going to get these old fucks to talk so I can just eat my disco <laughs> fries. Yeah, yeah. Like, I got my crackers. Let's go. <laughs> so, uh, Wilson, this is a tough question because if Tom had taken the other answer, I would have taken his wow. because I, okay because I think the argument exists both ways, and as a fella of advanced age. I don't have any kind of like ego or stakes about pop sure. punk, you know, like how young people like want to dis. Yo, we got a separate episode. Yes. We got to talk about. We are how- coming up with so many episodes. We got to write these down. Yeah, we got to talk. Am. We got to talk about how like poserdom has pushed people into poserdom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like how like not wanting to how not wanting to be like hardcore has pushed kids into this fake fucking like. Like smart guy hardcore that yeah, just nobody, fucking yeah. sucks. Yeah, or De- like Death in June. Yeah, you know, like whatever. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, love Death in June. So here's the point. Um, pop punk, <laughs> pop punk uh, has a bad name because uh, it's had at least would what would you say 15 years of bad music? Yeah, and like 50 percent of them are. Pederast. Well, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. And, that's and a problem. Like, like speaking as Bob, the '90s is a pretty bad time for pop punk. I'm going to say. I see. Uh, well, I feel like that's the zenith of it. Yeah, it depends. It is. It is. Um, and turn, oh, I it's mean, still bad. All right. Well, well so here's the deal. So fat pop rack, punk, etc. Yeah. You know, like Descendants and that stuff. Mm-hmm. Completely hardcore, like at the time. 
mm. playing with hardcore bands, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. The further it gets away from that, mm-hmm. when it gets like f- like photocopied, now it's kids that are into pop punk because of like, not even from Fall Out Boy or, or Newfound Glory, it's from like the story so far. Right. Who those kids, I don't know them, you know them. Yeah, good Maybe kids. Maybe punk and hardcore dudes. Yeah, good kids. But they're not like flying any kind of hardcore banner. No, and they're also more like just California dudes, so there's just mm-hmm. so much so many different influences on them. And I feel like pop punk in California is like the most popular music going. Like that's like who you hear on the radio. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, like the vandals get played on fucking K Rock or whatever yeah. the fuck. S- still a stronghold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Well, Wilson, we've been talking for an hour at you. Do you have any more questions? I have one more question okay. that I think you guys might be able to help me with. What was hardcore about in the early 2000s? Oh, jibber jabber. Um, like, what was it like? What was going on? All right, How so it different? in early th- 2000s, mm-hmm. there's this band called American Nightmare. Yeah. Um, they're from Boston. Brought in this whole thing. They Once they started, they the, over the course of hardcore's history, there's been bands that have like popped up. Mm. And have just exploded in a way and changed how hardcore was after that. Mm. We talked about the bad brain. There's minor threat. There's the bad brains. There's Chromags. Youth of today. Youth of today. Then you get to like the '90s. Then you get like like Earth, Earth Crisis. Crisis. Hardcore was not the same after Hatebreed. Yeah. The next band in that converged to a point too. Yeah. There's a band called American Nightmare. So they were playing pretty traditional hardcore with poetic. Lyrics uh, like something that you'd you know read in your high school or college poetry books. We should mm-hmm. also say they took, and I'm glad Bob's not here because I might get some pushback. But I think that they took a somewhat stock standard youth crew template and metallicized it and added crunch, and that's what American Nightmare was. No, it's, that's that's definition what it is. Yeah, and, yeah. and then. They took youth crew and maybe threw in fifteen uh, percent on bro, maybe twenty. I feel like they just played it through Metal Zone. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, I mean, like, look, they came out and there was the guitar player from Ten Yard Fight. Right. You know what right, I mean? Like, right. So and the roadie singing. You Wilson know, does a lot. That's crazy. Yeah. That was that was Bob. <laughs> that was Bob. Wow. <laughs> Bob. Like, Damn. Wilson's Wilson's trying to eat his grilled cheese. <laughs> like, all right, it's American Nightmare. All right. So American Nightmare took an old formula, added a new twist to it, uh, part, and changed the game. And changed the game. And, and uh, very dark. Uh, dark lyrics, dark artwork, dark artwork. You know what? They were even if you were to take everything away from American Nightmare, what you have to give them is that they they tweaked the formula to a completely to to make it new again. You know what I mean? Like if we don't right. want to give them any credit for doing anything, I mean I'd like to give them credit because I like well, no, them. no, yeah. I, yeah, no, sure. But like I'm saying, like even if I was a hater, Which I, I, well, I'm a low key hater. But if I was a big time hater, I would still have to acknowledge that the the, the changes that they made mm. were absolutely crucial to appealing t- to a young person in 2020 or 20 uh, t- 2000. 2000 you know yeah. what I mean like absolutely yep. essential couldn't have survived if they tried doing it like 10 yard fight you know what I mean uh, uh, no, wouldn't have the hardcore got so heavy so, that they had to kind of, they were able to play with America they played more with Converged than yeah, they played yeah, yeah. with the you know within really my eyes or whatever the yeah. how weird is it I'm going respect on the name American yeah <laughs> next uh, next he's like and again respect on fucked up you're just gonna throw like <laughs> throw your flowers to all your enemies no it's just impressive it's just impressive to like 
take a thing that we're familiar with. If you were around 10 years earlier, it's actually, you get it immediately. Right. But yeah. then, but then to just change it enough right. that it speaks to your generation. Right. Aesthetically, that, it was, it, it, it was like, they looked like the only goth metalcore band. Yeah. But they were playing fast, hardcore. Yeah. Singing songs about women. Yeah. And in a very poetic way. Mm-hmm. People lost their minds. Is there somebody right outside our window? Yeah. People lost their minds to an extent that I... It's a mailman. Re- are rarely seen. Yeah. You know, like, the the reactions they got were, like, feral. We could call it a phenomenon. But we- not in a, like, hey, I, you know, it, it was like, I'm going to throw myself off this thing because this band, impl- like, compels me to do so. It wasn't a showy thing. Yeah. At least, the early, especially in the early days, Bob can see that. Like, when it would be, like, Boston road trip to fucking Seabees. And it was just, like... 15 minutes of the most chaotic, just people losing their fucking minds for 15 minutes. Is that, I mean, would that, would you say that changed the 2000s? Because every band of that ilk was like, God, we got to tighten this up. Even if they sounded nothing like AN, they wanted to borrow the aesthetic. And speaking, speaking as Bob, not only did it change a lot of the bands, it changed scenes, it changed towns. Yeah. Everyone started to like Oasis and grow their hair out. Albany Albany looked different uh, 1999 to 2001. Yeah. Sure. Right, and that's straight straight shows. Um, guys, you guys have been so helpful. I feel like I know so much. <laughs> Poor more. Wilson wants to get the. I fuck have out so of many here. more questions. Maybe we can meet up at this diner again. <laughs> you, you guys the, are here a lot, the, right? You got the bill, right? Of course. <laughs> I'll put it on my dad's Amex. Perfect. Thank you. Good night. We have a giveaway for our New York area listeners. We will choose a random winner who will receive two tickets to see Touche Moore, Vane FM, Military Gun, and Closer at Irving Plaza in New York City on Sunday, March 20th. We will post a flyer for the show to our social media accounts, but to make it fair, we will also accept entries uh, via our email address, which is extagrindpodcast at gmail.com. We will randomly select the winner from our social media DMs or our email and let you know by Thursday, March 17th. So let's be lucky. Thanks to Ryan and Christian at Irving for the tickets. Um, We'll have a lot more of these giveaways in the future. So good luck. Thanks. Hey, hey, extagrind. Uh, wanted to send in a pit report. My name's Ben, uh, and I live in Colorado Springs. So last night was uh, the Drain, Pain of Truth, and Ingrown Tour. Came and played here in Colorado Springs at the Black Sheep. Um, they had a local opener called Blind to Life. It was a great show. Um, first up was Blind to Life. Um, I have heard of this band. I haven't heard them until... Last night, I was supposed to see them a couple of months ago, but I showed up late to the show um, and missed them. I'm really glad I saw them. Band is awesome. They're groovy, hard, kind of heavy, hardcore, um, played by some young kids, all you know, late teens, early 20s. Really, really good. I think they got a couple of things up on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever your poison is for streaming. Um, love them. I think they're great. Glad to see, uh, a young band doing it. Also worth noting that every single band shouted, uh, shouted them out for saying how great they were. Next up was Ingrown, you know, the same Boise on top. 
they were they were really good. Uh, for some reason, their drummer was uh, sick, so they played as a two piece with their basses taking over drums. Um, really, really good. If you're not familiar with them, they're you know uh, a band that obviously loves. You can hear like a lot of grindcore, like drop dead phobia kind of like influence in them playing. Uh, you know, they are definitely hardcore band still though. Great band had a great reaction. Um, then up was Pain of Truth, who I primarily came out to see myself. Um, Long Island Hardcore, bro. Great band. Everyone was going off. Tons of great reactions. The pit was wild. Um, everyone was singing along. That band has so much energy. Um, and I was excited to see if they were they still had that because I'd seen uh, videos of them on like Hate Five Six and YouTube and the such. And they're killing it. I think that band's really going to keep going. Love to hear some more music coming from them soon. Then headlining the show was Drain, and fucking god, that band. They stole the show. I thought I was worried. Pain of Truth might have stole the show from Drain. Nah, Drain came out and sealed the deal. That's why they're headlining. They, uh, everyone in that room, uh, which I would say there's about a couple hundred people, less than three, more than two, um, was going wild. Um, stage dives, hard moshing, tons of pylons and sing-alongs. Um, I brought a friend with me who is most certainly not a hardcore person just so he could like come out and see a show. And he was talking about how just great drain is. I think that they are an excellent band. They got that great crossover appeal for the metal crowd and, Oh, they played a new song from their record that they said is coming out this fall. And you know how, like when bands will play a new song, it's kind of risky because you don't know how people will react. Well, let me tell you, this song went over amazing. Everyone, myself included, was just moshing, stage diving. I did my first stage dive ever in 17 years of going to shows. Uh, to that song, uh, reason being, <laughs> I never did. I'm 6'5 and 275 pounds. So maybe it was irresponsible. I'll leave that for you guys to judge. Anyways, that's a pit report from Colorado Springs. Um, check out Blind to Life, for real. Those kids are great. Thanks uh, to Axe to Grind for having me on here, and also thanks for you guys doing the podcast. You guys get me through my work day. All right, thanks. Take care. What's going on? It's Ace once again. Uh, contacting y'all from uh, Bay Area. Went to a show recently. That was at the X-Bar in Cupertino. That's the uh, resident spot where a lot of the gigs go down uh, out here. Great place. It's like a 200-ish cap room. I, I've seen them get uh, close to 400 people in there. It, it's it's a wild spot. Uh, real cool. Went to the Drain, Pain of Truth, Ingrown tour date there. The start of the tour, tour kickoff show. Uh, I, I want to say the openers were a band called Shadow Man and a band called Pull Your Card. I unfortunately got there late, so I started the show, seeing the show at the tour package. Ingrown, old school slam and abound. Just, you know, a lot of back and forth, like great energy. I love the speed of that band. It 
you know, I, I like him on recording. I'll say that when I listened to the record, uh, when it came out, I enjoyed it. Probably intensely listened to it for about like a week or two, and then kind of fell off. Seeing it live, just like I could see that band live every day, uh, and it made me want to revisit the record. If you haven't caught them on, you know, this tour so far, then by golly, please do. Uh, next up, Pain of Truth. It, the ascension of pain of truth is just is just outstanding. You know, I I've like I've done shows, uh, multiple shows for pain of truth back in Richmond. Um, I, I book them any day of the week. You know, uh, shout out to Mike. Um, but uh, just like it's it's wild how big they've gotten. You know, since their inception, and uh, really fun set, a set that made me feel like I was like a kid again. Um, and then. Uh, Capping that one off, drain sort of a hometown show, be it that Santa Cruz is, is not very far away. Um, just, you know, I felt like I was like watching DTN, you know, when I was a kid again as well. Like, uh, just the energy of this gig and, and of the scene, you know, in this San Jose area is just, just really, really top notch. Um, awesome show. Shout out to all the bands I got to see on that one. Shout out to everybody making that tour happen and making the show happen here. Uh, if you haven't caught that show yet, like I said earlier on this tour, definitely do it. It's, it's going to be high energy. You're going to have a good time. Peace and love to all y'all.